Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Video Nerds. I'm the Man Nerd, and I'm here with Stephen Shred. That's me. That's him. <laughs> and Stephen Shred got me into anime. I was open to it after a convention in San Francisco, and he just told me, you've got to watch this and this and this. And one of them right <laughs> off the bat was Demon Slayer. And I am addicted. So this is going to be Demon Slayer Season 3. And to get us into it, Steven Shred's going to give us a little recap. So if you haven't seen Demon Slayer, maybe this will get you to get into Demon Slayer. Yeah, so I'll just give a very uh, general uh, overview of the show, just in case, you know, you're maybe not into anime. You know, maybe the story sounds good to you. So uh, we got Tanjiro. He uh, gathers coal, sells it at the market, all that to keep his family going. They live up in the mountains, uh, you know, a small little town. And uh, one day, a demon rolls through and slaughters his entire family while he's out. Now he comes to find that his sister Nezuko survived, but now she's a demon. So they're discovered by a demon slayer, and instead of killing Nezuko, which normally a demon slayer would do, uh, Tanjiro convinces him that she's okay because Tanjiro was able to get a little humanity in her when she attempted to kill him. So he got her to not kill him. So their journey continues. They make a ton of friends, and they turn. it turns out that they find... A demon by the name of Muzan is behind everything. He has the ability to give people his blood. And if they consume his blood, they turn into a demon. And depending on how much blood he gives them will determine how strong they are as a demon. A lot of uh, your characteristics carry over to your demon form. So Tanjiro goes out and sets out to become a demon slayer so that he too can rid the world of these demons, help people out, and in the end, his goal is to turn Nezuko back into a human, which he is told that if he kills Muzan, it gets rid of the demons. So that's the overarching story. I'm not going to give too much away just in case you want to go through and watch it on your own. That is the overarching story. You get all of that in the first few episodes, so I'm not spoiling anything too crazy. So uh, if, if that sounds good to you, feel free to check it out. I have been an anime fan for a very, very long time. I started on Adult Swim. Like, uh, they would show after Adult Swim, uh, you know, I'd watch, like, Family Guy because I was a bad kid, you know, watching stuff that I shouldn't have been watching. And uh, right after that, it would show uh, two shows, Inuyasha and Roni Kenshin. So uh, I got into anime at a young age, kind of got off it, but then got back into it later. 
So uh, I, was, I was happy to use shows like this to uh, get Mandrew to come over to the anime side. <laughs> There's so many good ones. So many. It, it's ridiculous how many there are. All right, so this season, we'll do a quick review of what you thought of the season and then get into spoilers. So what are you thinking rating-wise on this one? What, what kind of dice are you going to throw down? Honestly, as an add-on... Okay, <laughs> so two things. As, an, as a continuation of the story itself and the fact that my least favorite character is not in this season, I'm going D20, baby. Nice. I loved it. <laughs> I'm going D22 because it was just so good. It's always good, but this one, once it gets going, once it, once it starts to hit, it just doesn't stop until the end, which is awesome. And it hits completely different when you're not watching it week to week as well. When you're able to just sit and watch everything, like it is just so insanely good and it just comes together so perfectly. It does. There's not ever a moment where I'm just like, okay, hurry up. Like, let, let's get through. I don't care, which I get that quite often there. I've watched plenty of movies and shows where I'm just like, okay, I really don't care. Like, can we move on to the next part? Got none of that this season. <laughs> yeah, one good thing about this show is how it every episode directly connects. There's no gap in between. The end of the season, there's always a gap because that's just how they have to do it. But in the season itself, it just keeps on rolling one after the other. So yeah, if you can do it one episode after another, I recommend it. I did both. I caught up before this last season and then having to wait a week between just sucked. It's so good. And they end it on... A high note every time pretty sure they do it on purpose every single time it's a cliffhanger because every the action time. just does not stop <laughs> all right so let's get into spoilers here we go spoiler alert spoiler alert we can go through the whole season or we can just talk about our favorite parts first what do you think uh let's just go through the let's go very general on the whole season because I think if we get in the nitty-gritty of everything we'll be here for a couple hours <laughs> probably <laughs> all right so generally Tanjiro he was badly beaten up almost dead with his friends Inosuke and Zenitsu on the last season they had a very hard time with a upper rank demon Gitaro and Daki Gitaro and Daki which they yeah. were pretty Pretty badass. I actually liked them as demons. They were cool. Yeah, they were the upper rank six, which uh, the upper rank and the number is uh, based on their ranking in power. Just in case, yeah. uh, <laughs> just got to fill people in just in case they don't know. Oh, you do it, man. You fill them in <laughs> as, as we need to. You're the expert <laughs> here. So Tanjiro finally recovers, and then he realizes he has a bad habit of breaking or damaging his sword which these swords are made with a material that can kill demons if you behead them then they die other ways that you can't especially if they're an upper rank because they regenerate so this is what demon slayers use and there is a specific swordsmith that make these for the demon slayers and tanjiro has not gotten his sword he was in a coma for months and his sword never showed up so he decides to go to the swordsmith's village and 
talk to his swordsmith. Uh, is it Hotaru? Uh, yeah, I believe that's how you say it. <laughs> okay. Hotaru. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so bad with that. Yeah. Why don't you, <laughs> why don't you tell us about this, uh, this relationship Tanjiro has with his swordsmith? Uh, his swordsmith is, uh, regarded as a great swordsmith. Uh, he takes very, very, uh, good care and, uh, very fine attention to detail on the swords he creates. So, uh, Tanjiro being the, uh, demon slayer he is, he breaks these a lot. He breaks them more than normal people do. Normal demon slayers. Hotaru does not like that. <laughs> he gets very pissed off when uh somebody damages his work and nobody damages his work more than tanjiro so they have a very uh <laughs> almost a uh, antagonistic relationship at this point but in the end he just wants to make the best swords possible for tanjiro but yeah he uh there, there's quite a lot of chase scenes and a lot of uh chasing with knives <laughs> a lot of goofy chase scenes because this show can be very serious but also super goofy out of nowhere yeah, very silly with like little chibi looking scenes, but uh, I think they have like a perfect balance of it. Yeah, they do, especially with the amazing animation. And yeah. that leads right into Swordsmith Village. Just being able to see that from the top and then coming in, expanding, that just looks so amazing. That animation was great and it just got better on as the season went. So we'll uh, continue on. Uh, gets there, uh, Hotaru, I think, say his name, <laughs> uh, is, uh, nowhere to be found. They, uh, don't know where he is. The, uh, other swordsmiths hadn't seen him, hadn't heard from him. So, uh, they're just trying to figure out where he is. And, um, while he's, while, uh, Tanjiro's there, they, uh, run into Mitsuri and, uh, who is manager's favorite Hashira <laughs> yeah the love Hashira mm, she didn't she wasn't at first and then towards the end of the season oh yeah my favorite yeah which uh it starts because she was um <laughs> she was distraught because she was being ignored by somebody she doesn't like being ignored and it turns out is none other than uh, Genya who we have seen from previous seasons him and Tanjiro don't have the best relationship. Genya is kind of a hothead, and Tanjiro uh, broke his arm one time because he was being mean to one of the little girls at uh, the Demon Slayer training. So uh, he's there. He's, you know, pretty rude, pretty mean. And uh, yeah, uh, Mitsuri did not like that she was being ignored by him. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I thought she was very annoying in that episode. I was like, I don't really like her. And then, yeah, she she's oof. crying and very whiny a lot, <laughs> but that becomes an endearing factor later on. <laughs> and uh, so then later on, uh, Mitsuri runs back into Tanjiro. Nezuko takes a great liking to Mitsuri. She kind of uh, takes her on as like a uh, as a uh, role model of sorts. Uh, Nezuko to Mitsuri, and then uh, she whispers to uh, Tanjiro who looks very excited to be uh, that close to her. <laughs> who wouldn't? That um, there is a secret weapon hidden in the village somewhere. That will make you stronger. Yep. So uh, he goes searching for the weapon. He ends up running into the Mist Hashira, uh, Mi Miichiro, 
Butero? I know it's a... I just call him Tokito because... <laughs> that works too. Uh, so he's arguing with somebody. It uh, turns out that they're able to find this supposed uh, hidden weapon. It well, it's framed that uh, it is this uh, kind of like a uh, what, what, what would you call it? Basically, it's a uh, it's a robot, but it's made out of you know wood and not technology. It's like a magic robot training dummy. Yeah. But, well, no, it would be more like a steampunk thing, right? Because it's like more of clockwork. Yeah. It's a. Ba it's essentially a training tool, and it is built off of this uh, unnamed swordsmith who is supposedly the greatest demon slayer in all of history. And it happens to be somebody who wears a very similar uh, jacket to uh, Tanjiro has a very similar uh, scar on his face, which has been referenced before because this is somebody that we've seen a lot because they say that through the demons, they can get some of Muzan's memories who, again, remember Muzan's demon number one. He is the first and the creator of all the demons. So... Through Muzan's memories, we've seen now two instances since then of demons fighting Tanjiro and witnessing prior events of Muzan battling this unnamed swordsman. So we now see this, uh, this robot training dummy kind of thing that's built off of him. And it had to have four limbs, I believe? Or is it six? I believe it was six. Uh, so it had to have six limbs because this swords this swordsman was so insanely talented that the only way they could replicate his fighting style is with six limbs, with six arms. So uh, we come to find uh, that and uh, Kotetsu, who is a young boy, is um, the one looking over this uh, mechanical training dummy. And uh, the Mistashira, Tokito, or Takito, however, however it's said, Takito. <laughs> uh, is arguing with the little kid because he wants to train with it because he wants to become this great uh, demon slayer. And the way you become this great demon slayer is you fight the mechanical training doll. And if you can land a hit, if you can beat it, if you can learn how to be equals with it, you ascend many many levels because remember this is based off of the movement and the fighting style of the greatest demon slayer to ever live somebody who faced off against muzan one-on-one -on -one, and apparently somebody who muzan fears because it's constantly talked about you know the man with the the man with the same earrings that tanjiro has with the scar on his face like tanjiro has it's something that strikes fear into muzan's heart so they want to train it is a long process uh and after uh they finally get the okay because the boy doesn't know how to take care of the uh the training dummy the like in the way that he would need to to allow people to train with it so he is very hesitant because uh, his father was the one that looked after it his father's no longer with them so he's afraid that if they break it it'll never be able to use it again yeah, and Takito really 
puts one off on this thing. He almost kills it. He almost takes it takes it down. Yeah, <laughs> which is exactly what he was scared of. <laughs> yeah, exactly what he was scared of. So this happens. Of course, he's super distraught. And then Tanjiro is nice trying to console him. And then the the kid decides, you know what? You should train with this. So they get it working again. And Tanjiro starts training with this thing. And he gets better and better. He starts to learn its movements. And eventually there's that moment. That moment where he could finally deal the, the death strike. But he is hesitant because he doesn't want to destroy it. And then the kid looks at him and just says, do it. And he does it. And there is this 300-year-old sword in the dummy. And the reveal is, go for it, man. You're the one that told me before we started here. <laughs> the reveal is that the sword, the katana, actually belonged to the swordsman that we are shown. The one that uh, is supposed to be the greatest demon slayer of all time. The one that we talked about before, it turns out that his katana was hidden within the uh, the the uh, training dummy. So when Tanjiro knocks its head off, he finds it, and that is when uh, we all we also uh, <laughs> we so also get to find where uh, where Hataru has been. Apparently, he's been training in the mountains by himself, and is ridiculously buff now. <laughs> he used to be a very skinny dude. <laughs> <laughs> because he needs to be able to tr to make Tanjiro the sword that he needs. Uh, so his whole thing becomes, you know, I need to train. I need to be stronger. I need to figure this out so that I can make this guy a sword that won't break anymore. <laughs> so uh, ends up getting his hands on the 300-year-old um, sword and... Uh, that is what is going to be. That is what is going to become uh, Tanjiro's weapon. So uh, that that like that that moment was like one of the goofiest because he just comes out of nowhere and he just super ripped and I was like, I didn't even put two and two together that it was the same guy. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> it wasn't until he started chasing him and everything that I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, that's him. He just got buff. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, they end up going back to uh, the village. Everything seems fine until the demons oh, yeah. show up. <laughs> until the demons show up. This is the episode where it takes off and never stops. Not until the last episode. Yep. You get these upper rank demons that are told to go to the swordsmith village and destroy it so the demon slayers will not have their swords but the mist hashira the love hashira and tanjiro and nezuko are there so guess what fight 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 it just starts and does not stop what was yeah. your favorite demon in this one honestly i think like if we're gonna if we're gonna like have them all as like individual uh i would say when um i forgot what exactly i forgot which one he was because all like uh the demon itself was named yoko and then there's han tengu han tengu he, he's like this small little like crying man with like a big lump on his head 
and he's able to separate his his himself into multiple demons and i think my favorite was the combined version of them towards the end because it just looked so cool <laughs> yeah and what he, about you he was able to control those wooden dragons oh yeah 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 that is literally what i was gonna say yeah that combined version was my favorite because it's so op and just badass those those dragon heads made out of wood was just really cool yeah it, it was insane so from yeah. that point on we it just turns into the straight up fights uh we find out that uh genyu has a has the ability to um eat demon flesh and gain the powers of a demon yeah regeneration and which they glossed over that though they glossed over that they they did but yeah so apparently like i looked into it after apparently uh demon flesh is very 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 hard to cut but because his teeth are so strong he's able to bite and he has a very strong stomach so he's able to eat the demon flesh and that's what gives him his abilities like which weird explanation but i guess it makes sense because you need a special sword to be able to cut their heads off so you'd need extra special teeth <laughs> yeah that is actually quite funny you, in the first episode he tanjiro goes into the uh, hot springs uh with uh was it gensha genya genya's there yeah and he throws a tooth and he's missing a tooth yeah and then you find out that he doesn't have he doesn't eat meals with anybody so yeah that all ties in now <laughs> i didn't see that before yeah uh, that that was like a big thing that we def i definitely felt got glossed over it was like okay we're we not going to talk about the fact that he has like demon characteristics now <laughs> yeah and he was literally killed but he's still alive it's like what the hell <laughs> yeah it, it was it was a lot <laughs> and then uh, we get uh the mist hashira's background which my god like, that was heavy yeah demon slayer is a show that like manju said before very silly but then also very serious but man when they get serious and when they get dark it is very dark so it turns out that uh muichiro had a twin brother named yuichiro now yuichiro was very mean to him kind of kind of nasty to him but they loved each other they were like you know they're twin brothers it turns out their mother was very sick so their father decided to go out and get medicine for her and he died and then the mom died yuichiro turns even meaner because he calls them stupid because there was no chance that she was going to make it anyways even if he did get the medicine uh this causes a rift between them because muichiro wants to you know do the best that they can and still you know still looking at world at the world as you know what we make of it kind of deal his brother is very much not like that his brother has a negative outlook on everything so uh it turns into this whole thing of um them having this like you know one positive one negative kind of deal uh they end up getting approached by a demon slayer muichiro wants to do it yuichiro does not he doesn't see the point in it and they end up getting attacked by a demon where yuichiro is killed and muichiro ends up just going mad with 
just power and anger and just ends up slaughtering this thing but is also on the verge of death himself so they're discovered by the demon slayer uh Muichiro's still holding his brother's hand his brother long dead and uh his brother tells him that before he dies that uh part of his name uh Muichiro means infinite so he's able to draw from an infinite source of power, which uh, is the reason why, uh, you know, random background story, uh, Muichiro is the youngest Hashira. He was able to achieve Hashira status uh, before, I believe, anybody, like as far as age goes, uh, being that he is the same age as Tanjiro, which I believe they're about 15, 14 in this. And uh, Muichiro is already a Hashira, and Tanjiro is you know, getting training and everything, but is nowhere near on the level of a Hashira just yet. Very, very dark. But um, then we go on to learn about the love Hashira, Mitsuri. Very, very different background. <laughs> very different. A young girl who is extremely strong, like ridiculously strong, and has the appetite of like three grown men and is a little too much for everybody and all she wants to do is be normal and you know get a husband and she grows up and she is rejected by the first person that she was going to marry a marriage that was set up she's rejected and she decides to you know fake it fake it to make it and she finds a nice guy she's gonna be a wife she's not eating as much as she wants to. She dyes her hair, which her hair is very unique, uh, pink and gold, and she's not showing any strength. She's just pretty much just hiding herself, who she is. And then eventually she says, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go out there and find a strong man that can appreciate me for who I am. And that's what she wants. She wants to find a husband that's stronger than her. And it seems like that might be hard to find because she is crazy strong. What was your favorite <laughs> move of hers? I thought the like the thing that always came to my mind was the uh, after episode thing, where they have her um, demonstrating like because uh, Tanjiro and Nezuko they're like these little like post show little like clips. They're not related directly to the show. And Nezuko and uh, Tanjiro are like, how do you put that sword away, though? Because her mm -hmm. sword is like a giant, like, whip. And she, like, twists and does this, and then it just goes in, and they all just, like, start clapping. Like, I don't know. And then she gets all excited about it. That was, like... <laughs> do it again, do <laughs> that it was, again. Like, my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her sword. So awesome. Just, like, twisty and bendy, and she can use it as a whip and just destroys that dragon thing. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's, it's, like... One of my favorite part of the shows that all of the Hashira have their weapons and everything, and all the Demon Slayers in general, everything is built for them. So it's like, you know, we have like before, uh, like, you know, the one with the most characteristic one, uh, you know, you had Tengen who had this like chained dual knives thing because he was a, a shinobi he was a ninja before so it's like it made more sense for him so it's like everybody has these like specialized weapons just for them which i think is super cool like it gives the sh it gives the characters more 
unique qualities than just like everybody having katanas all the time you know yeah yeah i see where you're yeah that's uh, and you know what the aesthetic of it one of my favorites is inosuke's because he's just got like these two dual wielding swords but they're they're like saws they're hella <laughs> serrated <laughs> which is another thing that uh Hotaru hated when he started <laughs> taking chunks out of it to make the serrades in his sword. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, Taquitos, when he went through <laughs> that... I know, I know. <laughs> Tokito. When he went through that whole transformation after you learning about where he came from and how he trained so hard... I didn't really get the whole thing about the scars on his face that appeared and then went away, which totally resembled the same scars of the greatest demon slayer where they got the sword from and Tanjiro, who has that same kind of scar on his face. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how they're how they're going to link that together. Are they related? Can they access the same kind of power? What's going on there? It's kind of like their version of like Super Saiyan almost. Uh, it's a mark that Demon Slayers are able to achieve, but there is a caveat with it. So like Mitsuri is the, uh, I believe the first uh, female Demon Slayer to ever unlock the mark. Uh, but yeah, it's basically a way of just like leveling up. Like okay, it's it. it's because demon slayers are able to see and conjure memories of past demon slayers and they're in like a like it, it's almost like a shared lineage that they have kind of deal from everything that I've read and seen about it. it it's like a uh, it, it's it's similar to Muzan with the demons except it's like I don't know like once you achieve a certain level you have this like spiritual connection to the demon slayers of past so they're able to summon that mark and that is in a moment of like extreme power like that's where they become most powerful but there is the caveat it also means that you are cursed to die young okay yeah, yeah. i did not get that anywhere so holy crap <laughs> yeah it's more of a background thing i don't think they talk about it too much in the show but i've looked into it because it is like a thing that seems to be summoned and then kind of goes away yeah but what is the whole thing about tanjiro having it on his face all the time we don't know well like last season he kind of talks about like it's just a it's just a burn from like a scar but i think it's more than that i think it just meant that i think it might be like a sign of like a sun breathing user or something because like the most powerful can use yeah. different techniques yeah because it's we see there at all series. times yeah because yeah, you know the uh you know the greatest demon slayer guy he has it on his face constantly so does tanjiro mm -hmm. and i think there's a little more to it because uh yeah tanjiro last season when they talk about you know the man with the mark on his face and the earrings like that uh, and tanjiro gets really down on himself and he's like no it's like it's not me to be destined to be the sun breather He's like, I'm nothing. This is just a burn that I got from wa hot water getting on my face. And I was like, nah, I think there's a little more to that. I think there's uh, something that we're not just seeing yet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, one, one great thing about this. Right at the end, there's those two demons 
uh, Tokito takes care of one of them. And then Tanjiro... With ease. With ease. Even on death's door. And Tanjiro finally gets his first upper-ranked demon kill. Pretty much by himself. He's been through the ringer that, that whole night. And he should have been dead by now several times. But ends up taking the demon's head off finally at the end. Yeah, which it is an insane battle. Like... Insane. They're going back and forth. The uh, main demon is this tiny little, like, it's like the size of a doll. But it divides off into these other four demons that then culminate into one extremely powerful demon. And they have to have multiple people take care of that. And then Mitsuri steps in. She takes on the, the uh, combined demon. And it gets really sad because she's about to die and she's crying. And then that's the moment that Tanjiro kills the main demon. And it is insane. Like, like the Mist Hashira takes care of uh, the upper rank five very easily, too. But it's like we see him struggle. He gets trapped in like a little bubble. He gets hit with all these spines that are uh, poisonous. But then as soon as he's like kind of like they're just in the 1v1, it just annihilates him, which is the yeah. first time that we see somebody 1v1 kill a uh, upper rank in uh, Demon Slayer. Because everybody else, it's like these grueling fights where multiple people are fighting one. Yeah, not even Rengoku from Season 2 could do it. Or not, not Season 2, the movie. Yeah, yeah, which uh, Rengoku was extremely powerful. But uh, to be fair, that is the upper rank 2 versus upper rank 5. Yeah. But either way, yeah, insane. And then, uh, you know, Tengen last season, they were against upper rank six. It took him, Tanjiro, uh, Inosuke, and Zenitsu, and Nezuko to finally put everyone to rest and defeat the demons. Like, it, it's a lot. And uh, Mr. Hashira just takes care of it <laughs> by himself. He's just like, all yes. right. That's a wrap. So and then he collapses. <laughs> he collapses after that, but he really shows the, uh, you know, the infinite strength because he's able to summon all of that, defeat the demon. And he's like, all right, I'm going to pass out now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm done. See ya. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, uh, you know, after the big battles, we get to the biggest twist. So Muzan, the, uh, the uh, number one head honcho with the demons, Turns out uh, he was actually a very sickly man who was destined to die. He was sick. He had very little time. He brought in a doctor, a doctor who had all these weird experimental medicines on how to cure him. One of the uh, things ends up working, not before Muzan kills him because he says he's a quack and, you know, it's worthless and he doesn't know what he's doing. Then all of a sudden, the first demon is born. Muzan becomes the demon and then goes on to slaughter everybody in his village. And then he realizes that he can't be out in the sun because the sun burns his skin. So the entire time since then, he has been creating demons and giving people his blood because he wants to find a way to be out in the sun, which he has seen something called the blue spider lily in the doctor's notes. But to his knowledge, blue spider lilies don't exist. So 
he has been experimenting and doing all these things so that he could find a new host and take over their bot and uh or well consume their body to gain their ability to walk out in the sun because that is the last thing holding moves on back and we get nezuko going to help her brother she ends up out in the sunlight so tanjiro has to decide help nezuko or go and kill the upper rank four before he kills innocent humans yeah he's chasing four of the uh, swordsmiths so he decides or nezuko decides for him she kicks him so he has to go fight the demon now he turns around and we think that nezuko died it turns out that she got burned everything happened and then she is partially human again she can walk in the sunlight she can speak again she still has her demon eyes her demon teeth her claws everything so she also has the ability to shrink and grow but she is able to walk in the sun and muzan sees this so now muzan has found his demon that can walk in the sunlight what a moment man oh yeah <laughs> and for once tanjiro is not fatally wounded and recovering for months <laughs> even though he kind of should be <laughs> yeah i mean they have to carry him out in a in like a whole like bed setup and everything but yeah he's not like dead he doesn't need to be discovered like that like they did for uh at at the end of uh the last season where yeah. they had to go looking for him <laughs> and find an unconscious body. Like, or four unconscious bodies. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was an amazing season. <laughs> yeah, this season was a banger for sure, like every other. But it just seems to be getting better and better as it goes. Yeah, and I like that we're, we're getting our, like, uh, I guess, like, <laughs> for some reason, the phrase, like, we're getting our, like, pocket stories. Because, like, every season contains its own story, start to finish. But within that, we are getting the information and the stuff that we need to continue the overarching story as well. Yeah. So it's like nothing's getting left behind. Like, Zenitsu, I find extremely annoying. That dude is just constantly crying and complaining about everything. So it's like, he wasn't in this season. Uh, Inosuke wasn't in this season. Uh, the rest of them at the Butterfly Mansion, uh, the insect Hashira, her assistant, like all, like they're not in it. But as far as the overarching story, we're getting huge points. Yeah, huge now, leaps. Yeah. Yeah, because it's now, because Tanjiro already went after Muzan. Muzan has Tanjiro on his, you know, he, he has him on his mind. But now he's 100% on the hit list because now Nezuko is the demon he's been seeking for all these years. It's coming straight for Yeah, so it's like... And now we're through six through four. We yep. only have the big hitters left of the uh, the upper moon demons. Which the number one looks surprisingly like the greatest demon slayer. Weird. Yeah, he looks very, very similar. Which I'm not going to read into the manga and everything because I'm not really a, uh, not really a manga reader. In the same sense that I'm not really a comic book reader or anything like that, I I don't know. I, I need the like your your medium, your visuals. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I need my moving pictures and I need my sound. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I'm not reading too far into everything. The only back, the only stuff that I wanted to really read up on was the mark of the demon or the demon slayer thing, 
and um, just get some like clarity on things. Like that's the only things I've really like looked into for like the manga. Cause sometimes there's like some elements of the story that they just kind of like don't really give a whole lot of detail to. So I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's see what's up with this. <laughs> well, I'm glad I asked you about that because I was like, oh, we can just theorize, but you're like, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a good and a bad thing, which makes me very sad because, you know, we, we've now seen three people with it and yep. that means you're, they're destined to die. But then again, who knows? Because I, I highly doubt they kill off Tanjiro like that. And he's had the mark more than anybody. Yep. Yep, I doubt it. But if they take if they take care of Muzan, then they're all good. Yep. We'll see how it all goes. But yeah, D20 100% for me. Yep, 100% D20. All right. Well, until next time, we'll catch y'all later. See you, everyone. <laughs> I'm not going to do that.